driving you home, wherever you may be listening uh, throughout WA or on the SENWA app. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre. Everybody's gearing up. This precinct where our SEN studios are at Optus Stadium will be an absolute abuzz on Sunday. 5.50 gets underway local time. Uh, State of Origin 2, in excess of 55,000 people will converge on the precinct and it will be a heck of a match. Uh, it should be a beauty as New South Wales try and wrap up the series and Queensland try and take it to Game 3 on their home patch there at Suncorp Stadium. A man that's flying in, in fact, on Sunday for Origin 2 is, of course, SEN broadcaster, a man that covers the NRL origin expert in uh, Jimmy Smith. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for your time. G'day, Pete. Oh, we're getting excited, no doubt. Everybody in New South Wales and Queensland are getting excited. Now, the blue baggers are already here. They're down at Scarborough Beach. Blue skies, plenty of sunshine today in 22 degrees. So Brady, Brad Frittler and the boys would have enjoyed their day today. And, of course, Billy Slater's got the, uh, the Queenslands flying in on Thursday. What do you reckon is the better uh, tact? Is it what New South Wales have done, come early or leave it late and rest and recover in Brisbane before you take the big journey? Which way would you have gone? I, I reckon both uh, camps will be saying they've got it right. So, um, you know, which one is remains to be seen. And I guess when you work out whoever wins the game, then they were correct. But um, personally, I, I like the idea of what Queensland did. You know, get the players who, you know, some of them played on Thursday night. So they'll have a, what's that, a 10-day break before they play on the Sunday. Others played on the Sunday. So that's a seven-day turnaround throw the travel in as well. Um, I reckon if you just stayed up at the Gold Coast like Billy Slater did, just allowed everyone to freshen up, it's really fine-tuning in that short amount of time. You know, usually, Pete, they get a 10-day camp and they get a chance to do a bit of work together. This one's a shorter one because of the Sunday game. Um, I like the fact that Billy said, no, recovery is our primary function of this one and let's just polish, uh, put the polish on it when we get over to Perth. Um, I'd imagine, though, that the Blues have a whole heap of commercial partners that they're they're looking after to be over there early as well. So, as I said, whoever wins the game got it right. Personally, I think Queensland probably did it a little better. So how hot is this match? Uh, As I said, we're in Perth. We're neutral territory here when it comes to uh, rugby league. But the fans will turn out with great numbers and they'll don their colours and it will be a fantastic atmosphere. What about in the hotbed of Sydney and Brisbane? Uh, No doubt a lot of anticipation ahead of this match on Sunday. It's amazing, Pete. You walk out to... Uh, a core stadium for game one and you think you've seen it all at state of origin level. You think you've seen an intensity there that you don't see in any other rugby league around the globe. And then you see game one and it just goes to a new level. The, the, the performances of the athletes are absolutely phenomenal. Um, Ruben Cotter, for example, now he's not going to be there for Queensland within the space of one 80 minute performance announced himself as a, a Queensland legend. You know, he's a middle forward that, I think Billy Slater thought, oh, we'll get 20 minutes out of him, maybe 25 minutes, and then we'll give him a bit of a break. And, and then the way things played out and the way that he played, he ended up playing the entire 80 minutes in the middle of the field where it's, it's tough in an NRL game. Um, and this guy's a young, inexperienced forward. For him to do that at state of origin level and play so well, is, as I said, he, he immediately goes down into origin folklore. The other point about it is, unfortunately, New South Wales has a habit, Pete, of... As soon as we lose a game, we think, well, hang on, we've got it all wrong. 
Freddie's got to go. We've got to sack half the team. They did basically sack, well, not quite half, but five changes to the team. And, and all of a sudden, within the space of 180-minute performance, New South Wales go from being really confident that we're going to win the series to, uh-oh, we're in a bit of trouble here. And remember, game three is up at Queensland. So the pressure on Brad Fittler and his advisory group, and that includes SEN's own Greg Alexander, is white hot. Mm. And there's a real expectation for New South Wales that, well, let's go to Queensland and go for the decider. There's an expectation already that we win this game in Perth and we haven't even kicked off. Uh, amazing, actually. And you mentioned Greg Alexander. He's claimed that the team's approach towards tackling will change in game two. He thought that New South Wales were, and these are his words, too nice in the opening match. Yeah, it's really interesting the way you perceive that. Um, there's, there's a fair bit of play here, Pete. So the referees have a huge impact on the game. So um, unlike AFL, where you know the, I, I understand that the umpires have have their impact too and their interpretations, but there are literally between six and eight thousand discretionary decisions that a referee makes during the course of every rugby league game. So how long has that player been held down in a tackle? Should I give a penalty? No, that's okay. All right, let him go, and then away you go. Is that player standing on side? Yeah, I think he's okay. Away we go. And and Ashley Klein seemed to let the Queensland side. He seemed to have a, a an edict, well, I don't want to give away too many penalties here. I, mm. I want the game to flow. And it did flow. But as a result of that, Queensland thought, all right, he's not giving any penalties. Let's just hold them down a little bit longer. Let's let's do a little dance with them after we make contact. they old catch and hold. And then when called held, let's put them on the ground. And I think that's what Greg Alexander's talking about. Okay, Queensland got us a little bit on that one. Let's not let them get us on this one. And indeed, why don't we push the envelope a little bit as well. So that com, uh, comment from Greg Alexander is as much for the Blues and the Maroons as it is for referee Ashley Klein. Interesting. Uh, it's come to light or in the last 24 or so hours that actually Brad Fittler, the New South Wales coach, had a secret meeting with the referee's boss, Jared Maxwell, before this year's State of Origin series. So no doubt he had some concerns going into the series. And And... That's completely natural. Um, it's really interesting about when that information is released too, Pete, mm. isn't it, right? So, so we had a situation there last year where there was um, the former referee's boss, Bernard Sutton, who was helping out Queensland with their state of origin preparations, uh, and his brother, Jared Sutton, was refereeing the origin games. Conflict of interest much? Well, you know, let, let the listeners decide that one. The fact that Freddie's had a meeting with Jared Maxwell at the start of the year is not a surprise at all. I'd be very surprised if Billy Slater didn't have one as well. And and while you're at it, why don't you bring your assistant coach, Cameron Smith, who, as we know, through a decorated 20-year career, is one of the best referees the NRL's ever had. Yeah, it's interesting. When I looked at the game one, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was fast. It was exciting. There was plenty in it. Do you think that'll be the forerunner for the next two? Do you think we'll see similar yep. football to what we saw and in Sydney? I think we'll see a few more points. I think we'll see points up at Suncorp Stadium. And that's the way the series tends to run. You know, more games scored in game two and game three than game one. Game one, their combinations are, are working each other out. And, and traditionally, because each side... I won't say they're trying not to lose, but come game two... Well, remember, game two is a decider. Because if New South Wales lose this, they've lost the series. So this is a deciding game. So you have to play with a freedom that comes with that. And, and, and given the track is 
at Optus Stadium there. And the, the Origin games and the rugby league games we've seen previously, it's a pretty firm track. Yeah. It, it lends itself to open football. It lends itself to, to point scoring. I think we're going to see a really maybe a faster game than Sydney, but more points scored. So they'll, they'll get their breaks when tries are scored. Um, but few and far between. The, the, I, I can only imagine what these guys go through physically. Emotionally, that's a separate thing altogether. But physically, at this level, it's, it's another 20% on an NRL game. Mm. And remember, they're pretty intense to start with. So I think Perth is set for a furious, uh, not 20 minutes, not 40 minutes, but 80 minutes of rugby league. It's interesting calling AFL footy here on a week-to-week basis. And the forecast for Sunday, by the way, Jimmy, is fine and 22 degrees. It's just going to be a perfect night for football here in Perth. We've had a few spots of rain over the last couple of weeks, but whether they water that stadium or not, even when it's been dry all week, players tend to, tend to slip over when it comes to AFL. So it may not be as hard as everybody expected to be. Next question, Queensland coach Billy Slater uh, was asked about a couple of the rookie wingers that he's looking at playing possibly in this second state of origin encounter. Is that risky in any way, playing rookies in such an important match? Well, they played rookies in game one and Selwyn Cobbo was, was uh, he'd just turned 20. He'd literally turned 23 days earlier. And he hadn't played 20 NRL games. And he was out there like a seasoned veteran and put a, a magical kick in for Dane Gagai to get a try. So he handled it with ease. Um, so if that's a risk, then you, your risk-taking is is pretty solid. You know, you've gambled on the right guy. Now they're going to go with a guy named Murray Talungi. Now, he's been playing for the North Queensland Cowboys. He's huge. He's a big, big man. He's 6'5". He's 105 kilos, probably... Well, that's what he's listed as. He's probably about five kilos heavier than that. Powerful runner, great defender, and, and looks a guy that is absolutely built for origin and looks a guy who, no matter what the situation is, nothing seems to phase him. So um, everyone thinks it's a risk. I'm sure Billy Sider thinks there's absolutely no risk involved as well. And if it's, if it's good enough for Billy and he keeps telling those guys all week, then I reckon they'll be fine. He was outstanding in game one. Just a couple of final questions, Jimmy. But what are the Blues going to do about the impact? And they wouldn't want it repeated in game two that Cameron Munster had on that match. Yeah, it's a a good question, Pete, because I look at him and you think, okay, well, all the old rules apply, right? You've just got to make sure you maintain your line, stay together, you know, put numbers around him when you're defending. But you can do all of that. And somehow this guy, Cameron Munster, finds a way. He just has an ability to make players miss. He's unorthodox. He doesn't run at gaps. He stops. He'll twirl around. He'll go back the other way. He'll engage defenders. Then he's so strong, he'll push away from them again, and he'll run back the other way. And and all of a sudden, he'll find a straight runner, and then he'll dummy to him and then take off on his own. He won't even have the ball. He'll steal it from the opposition. He's an amazing player because he's so unorthodox. He... He's one of those guys, when you go to a tip sheet about what he might do, there's a couple of A4 pages there because he could do anything. And, and that's what makes him, him so difficult. There's a, the really good yarn about, you know, last, was it two years ago when they had the series and Cameron Munster, he, before the series started, he said, I want to be like the great sixes of Queensland past. I want to be like Wally Lewis and I want to be like Darren Lockyer. Now, for those people listening in the West, that's they're absolute superstars. That's yeah. like saying you want to be you want to be Chris Judd, 
um, and you want to be uh, Matthew Pavlich. Like, that's how much of these guys are legends. Yeah. And yet he did it, and, mm. and he did it, and he's continued to do it. And so that level of belief makes you think, well, I, I can't put a limit on this guy. Like, he, he's put no limits on himself. So I don't know how good a player he could be, but he just seems to get better and better. Yeah, no, he was outstanding. Yeah, he was one of the real highlights of what was a, a terrific game one. Saying that, Jimmy, of course, you can listen to Jimmy Smith's show, by the way, if you're listening in on SENWA, 1170SEN in Sydney. He does the afternoon show weekdays between 12 and 3, or you can catch up with his podcast. Can the Blues make it one all? Uh, or do you think it, uh, it's going to be done and dusted and Queensland will take the series here in Perth? I think New South Wales need to make it one all. They, they will make it one all. I like their side. I think there's a couple of question marks around um, guys selected. I, I think Regan Campbell-Gillard's really unlucky to be left out. CSC for Talakai probably wouldn't get a start in the side that I was picking. I like Appy Coruscant there as the hooker. I think he's really dangerous. Um, he's got a lot of footy in him. And Cook, Damien Cook to come off the bench and, and challenge those slower forwards or middle forwards, tired forwards with his speed, I, I think that can happen as well. In saying that, there's threats everywhere for Queensland. I just think, as I said, this is a decider for New South Wales, not for Queensland. New South Wales more desperate in this one. They win this game. Then you've got to reset, see who's available. You go up to Suncorp for the, uh, for the series decider. Whew, then we're mm. getting really serious. Have you been to this stadium before, Jimmy? Never. Can't wait. Yeah, no, you'll be very impressed, mate. You'll be very impressed. It's an oval shape. We haven't got the rectangular field, unfortunately, to see rugby league or international football. But it's a fantastic stadium and the atmosphere will be huge. You'll certainly enjoy it. Uh, look forward to seeing you. Pete, I can't wait. Um, looking forward to getting over there. Um, I have been to Perth a couple of times previously. It's a great city. And, and as you say, I, I, it's interesting that I'm going to a State of Origin game and one of the attractions is the ground that we're going to. So can't wait to check out Optus Stadium. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. Uh, safe flight over. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks, Pete. Uh, Jimmy Smith uh, joining us from 1170 SEN in Sydney to preview the match between Queensland and New South Wales. I can't wait for it either. I think it'll be outstanding. Gets underway at 5.50 our time, of course, to be live into Sunday night prime time viewing in Sydney and Brisbane at 7.50. And it'll draw millions of people to it uh, around the country. And it'll be a chance for us here in Perth to showcase our stadium to a completely new audience. The AFL audience have seen Optus Stadium week in, week out with games that are staged here. Not many, and you can hear it from Jimmy, has never been here before. It's a chance for us to showcase the stadium that we're so proud of to a rugby league audience through New South Wales and Queensland. We're going to take a break, come back with more in a moment. We're going to share a story with you next here on Drive about another community club that is celebrating its 100th anniversary, 100th year anniversary this Saturday. Don't go away because uh, some of the names that will be rattled off that have had a connection with his club, you'll go, oh, boy, I didn't know that. Uh, Paul Giamov from the Sterling Saints is coming up next here on Drive.